Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Well, why don't you tell everybody who you are? And, um, you know, Michelle Coe, we, I would say, a online branding expert, but there's so much more. So who are you, Michelle? That's always the hardest question for everyone. Who are you? Yeah, it is because um, who are you is such a broad thing, right? And people talk about who are you? Like, so immediately we go into what our career is and, or we might say we're a mom and all that. And, and, but one of my favorite sayings is how we aren't human doings, we're human beings. And yeah, so I'm like that. So I'm looking at you, looking off to the side, like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that that's what makes the question hard to answer, right? Yeah. So yes, I'm Michelle Coe. I own Blue Sky Phoenix. Um, it's a firm I started almost 10 years ago now. And we do brand strategy and web design and development and marketing strategy. And I work with people to help them get clear on their why about why they're starting this business. We create a brand, which is so much more than just a logo. It's, it's the face of your business. And um, web design and development kind of flows naturally from that. And then off to the marketing strategy we go. So um, that's what I get to do all day long for people and consulting with businesses is a real passion of mine. And I also get to do that with the um, volunteer work that I do through the chamber because I'm very active in the Fauquier chamber as well. So working with small businesses, micro businesses in uh, particular are my passion because I am a micro business. So, you know, one of the things that I learned when I started my business is they don't give you an owner's manual when you file your LLC, right? So not having had that little instruction book, I had to learn a lot of stuff the hard way. I do a lot of other things. I'm, I'm one of those busy people. So I do some art, um, traditional art. So much of my work is done in the digital space. And I was really missing the pen to paper or the brush to paper uh, part of art. So I took up art a few years ago and have been doing that. Joy Fitness, I was a fitness instructor up until about, well, until COVID. So um, was doing fitness. That's a lot about, however, what I do. Yeah. Um, Not so much about who I think that necessarily am. I mean, I'm a mom. I have two great children. They're both grown. Um, My daughter turns 30 this year and she's out in Seattle and my son is 20 and he'll be 21 this year. So you have a, you're, I feel like a woman of many talents and the, the thread I heard though, along the way is you, because of, I feel like your job, of course, as a mom, of course it's, that's not a job, but you know what I mean? You know, being part of your life and then working with companies so much, what I think stands out is you, from what I know about you, from what I read about you as well, what you shared with me is kind of on your own journey of discovering who you are. 
I feel like those are like the best guides to help pull that out of people because you've done it yourself and you've figured out who you are. And so it's like, no matter who we are, and that's why I brought up the mom thing. Cause I always think like, okay, if people, what are the universal truths? You know, I feel like all of us have our own individual unique stories that need to be shared but there's so much universal truth, just we as humans. And it's like, if we want to influence people's life, whether that's as a parent, whether it's as a, a business owner and helping other, you know, businesses or consumers, customers, all of that stuff. It's like the more we it's, I mean, it's almost cliche. It's like the more we know ourselves, but it's true, you know, because then we're able to kind of pull it out of people and you kind of know you're able to, I think, to see stuff in other people, you know, when they're kind of being their true selves, you know, they're, I talk a lot about helping business owners kind of pull out their true essence. And I feel like it's similar with you is, you know, not just the public image they want, but who are they really? So I'd love to hear like, how did you, how did that journey go? What kind of are some of the things you learned along the way with that? Well, I think that um, that's really insightful that you picked up on that because that, that really is a lot Um, there's so much truth to it. Like owning a business teaches you more about yourself than you ever really wanted to know. And it really has been a journey for me over the last 10 years. I mean, I moved here 10 years ago after divorce and it was a, a huge shift for me, but it was a necessary shift. I determined that I was living in Western New York and I needed to move away so I came, you know, 400 miles south, I packed everything up into a 24 foot trailer and carted all here and yeah. started over again. And, you know, I, I wanted to be within a day's drive of my family. Um, I wanted to be somewhere where it was sunnier and I wanted to be someplace warmer. I was done with six months of snow. Yeah. Uh, um, and I determined, you know, when I started my life over again, and I do consider it like a full life reboot, yeah. um, I was going to do this on my terms and it was going to be my way or it wasn't going to happen at all. And if I was going to move this far away from my family and this far away from everything I had ever known, I was going to make it worth it. So it was, it was a lot of hard work. I mean, I cried every day (laughs) the first six months I moved here. Um, Not because I regretted moving here, but just because it was such a shift, right? But it, it forced me to start learning about myself and answering those questions. Okay, well, it's going to be on my terms. Okay, so what are those? What are my terms? Because that's what so I was often, just thinking. I was just thinking yeah. that like when you said like my terms, like it always that's like in the movies, you it's like it sounds so empowering. And that's why I was so glad you just said the thing about how you cried for the first six months. Cause I think sometimes there's this fairy tale blockbuster movie type of image where it's like living life on my terms means I'm a badass and everything is great. Like, no, actually living life on your terms means crying every day. I think for six months, I think that is actually what it looks like. So I was really glad you said that. No, this badass uh, quit her, you know, quit being a business owner, probably an average of twice a week and put herself to bed in the middle of the day because she just had had enough and couldn't cope anymore. So, I mean, it was, it was, there was some really sucky stuff. And especially those first couple of years, it was just really hard. I didn't know anybody here. I was trying to start a new business. I was trying to start a new life. And 
Yeah. I mean, literally I was, I would just throw my hands up and I'd be like, I quit. And I'd go put myself to bed and take a nap for a couple hours. And then I'd get up and I'd be like, oh, you know, you can't quit. So I'd have to go back and, and start over again. But, you know, over time, then that was happening once a week. Mm-hmm. And then it was happening once a month. And then suddenly it was only happening a couple times a year. And I went from being like, oh, my God, am I really doing this? To, oh, my God, I'm really doing this. And yes. I, I think that's, that's the journey that we all take, both personally and professionally, that it's this movement from the imposter feeling, I mean, not to say that I don't still, I still get imposter syndrome in spades. I think that anybody who says that they don't, is just lying, but I'm sociopath. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's true. That's very possible. (laughs) Um, But it's a journey that we Mm -hmm. all take. And for me, because I had made this total shift in my life, it was happening personally and professionally at the same time. Yeah. But to, to wrap that all up into what you're saying, that is, it really is the, the magic that I get to share with other people now, because now that I'm just a little bit farther down that road than some other people might be, those mm-hmm. are the people that I tend to work with, mm-hmm. that I get to take them by the hand and say, come on along, because I'm, I'm just a little bit further down this path and on this journey, but I am happy to bring you along. So hop on the bus and let go, you know, definitely. Um, who knows it better than someone who's walked through it? Yeah. Cause you've gone down yeah. that. I've, I had a similar thought I put together. Um, actually you, you saw it, I think, or we're a part of it for the chamber. I did the, how to start, how to build your business when the vision isn't clear, because one thing I had felt being in the entrepreneurial, when I feel like when you're in an entrepreneurial world, a lot of people's introduction to it is direct sales, but any it's true for anything where you're your own boss. I feel like you hear so much about your vision has to be crystal clear. You know, you have to have that eye on the prize and you have to go for it. And I just felt like for years and years, I don't know what my vision is, but I know I need to get on the road and I need to start walking it out but you spend so much time doubting yourself because you don't know. And like, that's why I was like, yes, crying, crying for six months. And then it becomes a few times a week. And then, and just, that's, I feel like the part of the journey that when we only rise up the motivational and the toxic, you know, positivity that can turn into toxic positivity and just all of that stuff. It's, I mean, that's kind of the thing where like so many people are struggling, but if no one's talking about the struggle part, then and I, and I think they do talk about the struggle, like business is hard, but like the emotional toll it takes on is, you know, the questioning yeah. yourself and things like that. Yeah. So it's really interesting that you bring that up because of course, it, on the date that we're recording this, this is the beginning of the next, the spring program for the Be The Change Foundation. Yes. So tonight is opening night. And I've been fortunate enough to, to teach the first session these last awesome. few times around. <clears throat> and that session is finding your why, because you're talking about clarity of vision here. And if you have a super clear vision, that's great. But a great deal of the, the focus of my talk is not so much about, I mean, branding you can't do in a couple of hours, really, you can start thinking about your mission and vision and values. And that's important. And I go over those things. But what I really focus on is finding your why, 
because it's not, to me, the entrepreneurial journey, it's not straight. There's, it's not linear. It's going to go all over the place. I mean, I'm doing things now, nearly 10 years in that this was not at all what I thought I was going to be doing when I filed my LLC. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about all the different ways I've been able to work with people. I'm thrilled with all the different kinds of people I've been able to work with. And I'm really excited about how it's evolving, but it's not linear. And I had no idea how I was going to get to this place. But what has guided me this whole time has been, why am I doing this? What's, what's the core of why am I doing this? And like, for some people, it's family. For some people, it's freedom. Um, That's really what drives me is I I want freedom. I want the freedom of choice. Um, You know, when my son was getting ready to go to college, and it was time to come up with tuition and a car so he could get himself back and forth. I got to sit there on my desk and go, well, okay, that just means I need to make more money. And, you know, then it's mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to make more money. Okay, well, that can be really, really scary and a lot of pressure. Or it can be, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. So I am free enough that I can just go make more money if mm-hmm. I need more money. I'm not tied to a salary. And so I have freedom there. So, so like, freedom is my why. But mm-hmm. that's not necessarily everybody's why. Yeah. So we talk about that a lot in in the class that I'll be yeah. at this evening. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, um, if, if this is the first time anyone's listening, I mean, that for me is I give be the change, the credit for this whole podcast. Cause I took the class and most people take it. Cause obviously they have a business idea, but just the way it unfolded, I ended up finding myself in it at the advice, you know, of other board members. And, um, it was what it was sitting in that class, just kind of really digging into my why. And so, Cause I knew I wanted to work with people in some way. And it's so funny because I've been working on, you know, my branding and what am I putting out streams of income, all that stuff, you know, like you said, kind of being creative and it really always comes back to my why for me, which, or, you know, I call it a call why, like why and passion are kind of interchangeable, you know, but for me, it's just really wanting people to connect on like that authentic deep level. And so how it looks, you know, it was one of those, you can only go as far as you can see. I feel like I heard that back in my Mary Kay days. I love it. Cause it's like, if you saw, you know, 10 years ago, when you started, you said, when, you know, if, when you filed your LLC, if you saw everything, it would be too overwhelming, you know? So it's like, yeah. you see to the, um, what's that called the horizon. And then once you get there, you see further, you know, and you're seeing further all along, you never get to the end and then suddenly it, it opens up again. It's just a continual process. And so I've been kind of tweaking some things, working on some ideas, but if that would have been sitting in the first be the change class, which was two years ago now then, which is really cool. I mean, that just would have been like, ah, how do I do that? But it's just been this little process. And I think that's true for all of us in all of our businesses. And it goes back to living in this digital world. It's like there's blessings and curses. And it's the whole idea, I feel like, of the highlight reel, you know, when you're just scrolling through and you see everyone's put together businesses and success, and you just think, I have to snap my fingers and get there. And that's just not how it works. Like you said, it's not that straight linear line. It's like, up, down, up, down, all over. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of a book long time ago. Well, long, 
I'm probably dating myself. Stormy O'Martian, um, just enough light for the step I'm on. Mm, yeah. I think it was 90s when I saw that book for the first time. Yeah. It's a good book. Um, but the, I mean, the concept of the cover in the, the title even is you, you just get enough light for where you're at right now. And it's totally because of what you, you're saying. Like if you could see all the way to the end of it, you'd freak out and you'd never, you'd talk yourself out of it before you even got there, right? I mean, how many of us knowing what we know now about parenting would have, knowing what we know now about childbirth, can we just yeah. talk about that for a minute? Like if you'd known <laughs> what childbirth was going to be like, would you have given birth hmm, was, or gotten pregnant to begin with? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, I mean, oh, but yeah. that's, the, that's the way so many things are in life, right? Yep. So you just, you just take it one step at a time and eventually you find you get to where you're going. That said, I'm not sure, you know, I haven't arrived. I'm still on a journey mm-hmm. and 10 years from now, I'll still be on a journey. It may, it's going to look a lot different than it looks right now. For sure. But that's okay. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. I- um, when you can manage to be okay with that, life gets a lot easier. It does. And it's, um, I saw a meme the other day, so it sounds random, but I promise it's connected. It said something like some of y'all are still ordering the same Subway sandwich you did in middle school. And, you know, you don't know what it's like to change. And that resonated because I haven't been to Subway in a long time, but if I did, I guarantee you, I would order what I used to order with my mom when I would go there. And, but it got me thinking about that whole idea of change and how we kind of get stuck in our ways. And I think if, you know, when, when I started, you know, you speaking from my own experience, and I would say you would might agree is that if you've wrote down, like, what do I want from my business? And I wrote down my goals and what I saw as, as the end point, mm-hmm. as you, st- as you start out on the journey, is that really what you want? Like, what if we were, we're not, like, thank goodness we aren't stuck in that place. Thank goodness. We don't have to order the same sandwich. If we want to change, you know, it's that that's the beauty of, I feel like when we live life and we allow it to ebb and flow is that it often, I feel like it can end up so much better, even with the hard times and the stumbling blocks and things like that, because those are those opportunities I feel like to grow versus they initially feel like they're meant to harm us, but can actually be those places that can actually, um, I've talked a lot about like the things that feel like harmful can be the healing place, the place for healing. And especially like for entrepreneurs and that journey, it can, it ends up so much better. Like you said, if we just, life gets a lot easier when you just kind of go with that flow. So. Yeah. Um, friend of mine describes it as the difference between just like going with the flow or you can choose to be dragged through the hedge backwards. And if you just stop and think about that for a minute and how unpleasant that would be. Yeah. Like when you're going through something really hard in life, are you just kind of going with it or are you allowing yourself to be dragged Mm -hmm. through a hedge (laughs) with prickles and everything, you know? And you can, you, you can perceive it that way. Yeah. And we all do from time to time. I mean, I get frustrated and I'll have one of those drag through the hedge kind of days, but you want to try and stay focused enough and keep a healthy enough perspective and a light enough touch on your life that you're, you're able to just kind of roll with it and go, okay, is this going to matter in six months? Yeah. No, 
is this going to matter in a year? No. Am I even going to remember this in five years as long as I managed to not keep beating myself up for it? No. Yeah. I just imagined when you said that about the hedge, I imagined a maze with hedges and how you might get yanked through and it's painful and it's not really the way it should be because you kind of busted through, but it doesn't mean you kind of left the maze. It might just be you're at another part of it. And it may have even, you may have even saved a bunch of running around. So it was painful, but you may have just knocked out a whole section of that maze. So that's a really good point. So yeah, maybe it's a shortcut. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it's it's painful, but yeah. maybe it's a, a shortcut to where you you want to get to get to the yeah. other side of the maze. Yeah, yeah, you never know. See, reframing even that. I love it. That's that's the that's what we got to do with a lot of our life, right? Is reframe it, whether it's personal or professional. It's kind of my. I feel like the toxic positivity. I think is a new buzzword that's coming around is coming across my feed, you know, but I think about it a lot. And, um, cause I feel like I've always been a positive person, but I also feel like I'm a, I'm a heavy cursor at times, you know, and I don't mean with a internet cursor. I mean, with my mouth cursor, you know, at times if I'm feeling pretty fired up about stuff. And so yeah. I just think, you know, I feel like sometimes people might perceive me as super positive because it kind of depends on which where, where we're at, you know, what are we talking about or something? Um, but I'm just glad to see that more talked about because I do think there's so much power in reframing and all this stuff. Like we need to do all those things, but it's by like acknowledging where we're at. And then I feel like once you have like a healthy acknowledgement of like, I just got pulled through those bushes. That was painful. I did not like it. I would prefer to walk on my own through this maze. Like you acknowledge all that crap, but then it's like, okay, well now how can we, you know, this could be for my good and either way I got to keep walking it out. So yeah, interesting balance. Yeah, definitely. And, and it is important to ignore, acknowledge both the dark and the light, right? Cause you can't, it, it's not all light. I, all of us knows people that are like that and yes, they're just annoying and we want to slap them because they're just positive all the time. And it's, just annoying for the rest of us who have crap days from time to time. But we get to look at those bad days after we've come through them mm-hmm. and we can go, okay, well, I've survived that now. I mean, I, yeah. I've had some bad shit go down in my life. Yeah. And that has definitely forced me to be resilient. Yeah. Um, and now everything I look at moving forward I'm kind of like, well, is this as bad as what I've already gone through? Mm-hmm. No, not in the grand scheme of things. This is a piece of cake. Okay, yeah. I can do this, right? And, and that's so important, both in a personal journey, but also an entrepreneurial journey, because sure. you're going to go through tough stuff. And But that builds, and as long as you can maintain resilience, that's how you're going to survive, both as a human yeah. and as a business owner. If you don't have that resilience, you're done. Oh yeah. I think that's why I'm very inspired by stories and why I love sharing people's stories is I know I've been guilty of it where if I see someone from the outside, you know, being at a success, successful position or something, you start making up these stories in your head of, well, they're successful because of X, Y, Z, you know, they've never had this X, Y, Z hardship, or they've never experienced this X, Y, Z thing. And when you hear people's stories, 
yes, you want to be positive. But the thing is, is that's that part that everyone is fearful of the part that everyone tries to hide. And it's, it's that the more, you know, people have experienced real life, you know, that they can back up their Well, I was about to say they can back up their shit. You know what I mean? They can, they can, yeah. you can say, oh, they can only be positive because they've never experienced anything hard. You know, they've, before you said, when you were talking about your son going off to college, like, yes, that's what I love about the entrepreneurial world. It's like, all right, I have to figure out how to make more money. Like, and it, and it's so true. And if you are in a mindset where you think, yeah, but she doesn't have X, Y, Z and da, 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 like you have all those same things you've gone through that. I mean, experiencing a divorce, moving someplace where, you know, no one like going through all that stuff, finding yourself, you know, moving out of that place of doing stuff because of what people expected versus what you are like. You have walked that road. And so I just think that's, that's where I feel like that good stuff is for all of us, you know, and why I just love be the change too. Cause I feel like with that, and I'm glad you're teaching that class on the why, cause I just think when, especially women, you peel, but I think men should do it too more is peel back those layers to kind of really figure out what is all that stuff going on so that you can kind of continue building and being the most you person. Cause that's like the long haul. And I don't know, that's why I'm, it's actually a curious thing for you. Do you feel like if business owners are more true to themselves, do they have more longevity in their business? Yeah, that's a really good question because people get into business for so many different reasons. Yeah. My business is very personal for me, mm-hmm. partly because that's who I am. I'm, I'm just who I am. You get me, love me or yeah. leave me type of thing. Yeah. And it's very difficult for me to separate my personal and my professional, which by the way, I've been told a bunch of times that that's wrong and you can't be a successful business owner if you can't separate your personal from your professional. And, you know, that just, let me tell you the 20 ways that I do business wrong, but because I choose to stay true to myself rather than doing it the right way, um, I love it. I'm still able to have a successful business, right? You're going to get me on a pet on a oh please preach box preach, here preach right. <laughs> I love it. Um, like speaking my language for me, it's very very personal, and so for me, learning more about myself and getting clear about myself and who I am and how I operate in the world has only helped. It's only served me in my business. It's helped me define by defining who I am and what's important to me, that's helped me to translate that into my business and then has helped me to help other entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. be successful. Um, But that's not everyone's motivation. Mm -hmm. So I can't really speak to whether or not that's going to be as effective for other business owners. I think that there are a lot of people in the world that are perfectly content to be floating up here on the surface of life and mm-hmm. not really know much about themselves at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I have relatives and people that I love dearly that are a mile wide as far as what they know and what they can share and any number of topics that they can talk about. They are a mile wide. They're also about three inches deep. Mm-hmm. And you can't get into real deep conversations with them, but they're mm-hmm. happy and mm-hmm. that's okay for them. That's yeah. not who I am as a person. 
You know, I'm not going to judge them for being three inches deep and a mile wide. I'm just going to love them where they're at. I'm going to have the little surface conversation with them and they're going to go away happy and I'm going to go away happy. And then I'm going to have some deep, thoughtful conversation over a glass of wine with somebody who else that, that gets me, right? <laughs> I'm like sitting here, like biting my nails. Cause like, yes, I, I do. Um, my, my pastor and I have kind of a fun side podcast we've done and we just did a series on three-dimensional living. And we've talked a lot about like two-dimensional living versus three-dimensional. And, and that's the whole idea of kind of like getting deep, you know, and of course with him, we tied it into faith stuff, but it's just, sure. it could be, at, you know, it's just whatever your connection to that deeper stuff is. And for me, it's kind of like, I joked on another podcast episode about like, didn't everyone grow up wanting to be an actress? So, you know, didn't everyone want to be on stage and you get older and you're like, no, people do not want to do that. And that's also, I feel like now in my later, like as I'm getting older, it's like the next lesson I'm learning is doesn't everyone sit around and just deep thoughts and want to just really connect and, and peel the layers back. But I'm finding, you know, I'm not going to be everyone's person. So it's like the people who are going to be attracted to me and my brand and everything. It's like people who want to peel back the layers. If you haven't, if you are content, like you said, what is it a mile wide? Yeah. And that's great. And I can love you, but like, okay, not everyone wants to be a mile deep. <laughs> so, right. Got it. And you got to be okay with that. Because yeah. Otherwise you just end up in conflict with people. Right. And yeah. Yeah. who needs more conflict in their lives? And the thing is too, I'm glad you brought up like the business owners, how like, you know what, that's not true for every business owner, because I just, I love <laughs> what makes me happy is like thinking about how we all have our role to play, you know, like, and I don't mean role to play as in fitting into those expected roles, but meaning everyone has value. Right. And so it's like someone who might not want to be too deep could build something that, I mean, I think of like, and I'm totally going to pick on this and it's totally a stereotype, but if you think of like a scientist who could be like making the vaccine, curing cancer, like they might not want to sit around and talk about deep stuff, but they want to get this formula, right? Praise God for them. They're helping humanity like crazy. So you know, for me, it's just needing those reminders like, oh yeah, we're not all meant to be the same. If everyone were a mile deep, that would be, you know, we need, we need all the different types, you know? So thank you for that reminder. Right. Yeah. Sure. When I first got involved here in the community, I sat down with a very well-respected business owner and consultant here in Fauquier County and um, great guy, deeply respect him. And I was coming to him with some, you know, business woes and I was looking for some advice. And um, he said to me, you know, Michelle, if you are not in this business to make money, then you shouldn't be in business at all. And I went, hold up the truck, right? Mm -hmm. And I walked away from that meeting so disappointed Mm. because I wasn't in it to make a buck. Now, don't get me wrong. I need to be making the buck because I need yeah. to be paying the bills Yep. and I have goals, you know, yeah. at some point I'd like to retire and yeah. travel and any number of things that are like life outside yeah. of my business, but that's not my primary driver. Mm-hmm. And so in that vein of be true to yourself, I had to really stop and examine that and in whether it's personal or professional, you know, people come to you and they 
like bestow this wisdom upon you, which is their reality, which is mm-hmm. wonderful. It's, yeah. it, it's definitely that person's reality. Great. They are all about making the sale and making the buck. Good. I know where you're at, dude. I am not in that camp and I'm okay with that. I had to, I had to like think it through and go, okay, am I going to assimilate that into my personality or is that not me? And at the end of the day, it was not me. And fortunately I'm still in business and I'm still paying my bills. So evidently my philosophy seems to be working too, but Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I know a couple of people that are totally primarily driven by money and it's working out really well for them too. Yeah. And it's okay because yep. we get to all make those choices. Yeah, definitely. Um, as we kind of start to wrap up, I was, when I was reading through kind of our, our prep time, you know, conversation topic stuff, you had said something on there that resonated that I think is so good for personal and professional, which is about not controlling other people. Cause I think, you know, in our personal life, that's just a big thing. Definitely. And then, you know, you cross over into professional with not wanting to be focused on money, but needing money. So then kind of wanting, you know, things to work out. So what has kind of been your journey with that whole idea of letting go of the control that we think we have? Cause of course we never had it to begin with and just, right being in relationship and being in relationship and going with the flow rather than getting dragged through the hedge. Right. It really is for me personally, it comes down to my, my main guiding principle, which is love. Mm -hmm. Um, Diane Hayworth, her thing is be love. Mm -hmm. Right. And she's got the be love principles. My philosophy is very, very similar. And, but my philosophy is, choose love, right? Ultimately, we can all be love, but we have to choose to be love. And part of that is letting go of that control or that need to control every single thing around you. You can't control other people's perceptions just because somebody else perceives something in a different way that you do. That does not mean that their perception is wrong or your perception is wrong. It just means it's different and you can choose to love them anyway. You know, there's been so much divide Mm. in households and in neighborhoods and in communities and in states and in this country and in this world, Mm -hmm. because people are not choosing to love anyway and choosing not to respect each other's opinions and you know just bring that all back down to the microcosm of your spouse or your children or your co-workers um, or your clients you can't control anyone else's actions you can only control your reactions mm-hmm. so if you're always making the conscious decision to choose love mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you become a doormat. Mm-hmm. That's another conversation for a different podcast. Yeah. Right. Yep. You establish healthy boundaries. Sometimes the that. most I was loving like, thing you can do is kick that person to the curb. Yes. Right. Yep. It, so choosing love means different things depending on the circumstances, but you can always choose the most loving reaction mm. to any given situation. I'm so glad you mentioned that because when you were talking, I was like, this is why boundaries are so important because 
it's kind of like the whole love without boundaries. Like if you, if you choose love, but you don't have boundaries, that's when you get into, like you said, the doormat situation. Mm-hmm. But when you have boundaries, you're able to choose love because it's loving yourself first and able to kind of make those choices and love other people and whatnot. And so I think that's just some powerful reminders. Now, as you, um, as you kind of look at this next phase, you've built a successful business for 10 years. Um, but what do you kind of see moving forward, um, kind of personally and professionally, like, what are you working on to keep growing and keep moving forward, building yourself and your business? Yeah. Um, for me, it's been a really hard, in some ways I've been pushing really, really hard over the last, you know, 10 years to get where I am. And I feel like I've gotten to a place now where I'm really enjoying sharing what I've learned so far with business owners who are not as far down the path. Right. So I'm really enjoying doing that and continuing to explore that on a, on a personal and professional level for myself, you know, where's my journey going next? Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to do things in, in nine or 10 year spurts over yeah. a lifetime. I've had a multitude of careers over my adult lifetime. I don't see major shifts. I don't plan on moving four states away, for instance, yeah. anytime <laughs> soon. And I'm, I am very happy at where my life is at in a lot of ways right now, but I don't want to stop growing um, as a person as I keep focusing on those things and keep growing those aspects of myself. The rest of it will just come naturally. I mean, I'm, I'm excited in a lot of ways to see what comes next now that we're moving out, hopefully of the pandemic and moving on with a a new life of whatever that's going to look like. Like I mentioned at the beginning, my son's turning 21 and he's going to be moving out soon. So, you know, that's kind of crazy to think about. And, and this new phase of I'm a mom, but my kids don't live with me thing. That's going to be kind of cool. Um, So there's, there's just all kinds of possibilities. And, and I don't know, exactly what things are going to look like a year or five years from now, but I'm trying really hard to go with the flow and not get dragged through the hedge. Yeah. Excited and hopeful. That's kind of what I heard from you is being excited and hopeful. Now, if someone um, wants to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, By all means, you can head over to my website at blueskyphoenix.com and head on to my contact page and you can type at me and I'd be happy to give you a call. Yay. Well, thank you for flushing it out. And I'm excited to see what this next season of life is for you. And I love getting to, to be in your space. Thank you too, for all you're doing for be the change. Cause you know, especially around here, it's a special place in my heart. So thank you for all you're doing with Be The Change. You're so welcome. It was really great talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For all things flushing, visit our website at flushingitout.com. This has been a Spitfire production.
the greatest thing I've ever heard.